are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. A lot of gambling talk on this one. We're going to talk about the college football board this weekend. A few games tonight, a few games tomorrow, plenty of games on Saturday. I've definitely got some teams that I'm looking at right now. I might have a change in my three-team 10-point teaser. Even though I haven't given it out yet, I've been hinting towards something that I'm going to put in there. Mm, Not sure yet anymore. Uh, But first off, we're going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals tanking before the first game of the NFL season, which I don't know if we've ever seen before. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals, who decided, you know what? Our season starts in two weeks. Let's cut Colt McCoy, who everyone assumed was going to be our starter going into this season. Let's put our starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, on the physically unable to perform list so he can't play for at least four games. And now our starting quarterback rotation is a combination of David Blau, Joshua Dobbs, and somebody else. And it looks like Joshua Dobbs is getting the start in the opener in Washington. I can already tell you that the Washington Commanders are going to be in everybody's teaser come that first Sunday of NFL season. And can you blame them? They're going to be one of my um, suicide picks in my suicide pool where you just pick one team a week and can't use the same team twice and you advance. Uh, Washington's definitely going to be one of mine because is Arizona really going to go on the road in the first game of the year with Joshua Dobbs as their quarterback and an awful team around him? Not saying that the Washington Commanders are world beaters because they most certainly aren't, but if you're the Commanders and you're a touchdown favorite, you have to win that game. You can't lose to the Cardinals in week one. So you tease that down to pick or minus one, or you put them in your suicide pool, um, you know, eliminator pool, whatever you want to call it. I'll, you know what? I'll get rid of that. I'll, I'll get rid of that S word. I'll, I'll call it the eliminator pool. There's so many different. I mean, I've I've heard the S word for those pools. I've heard eliminator pool. I'm in also one that's called the drop dead pool. Same thing. But we'll just go with eliminator the rest of the season, but they are, they are going to be a very popular team along with the Baltimore Ravens who are, you know, a 10 point home favorite against the Houston Texans starting a rookie quarterback. So of course, most people are going to have the Baltimore Ravens uh, in their eliminator pool as well. Ravens, Vikings, commanders are going to be the three top picks in any eliminator pool come the first uh, Sunday of NFL season. But I don't, you know, Arizona, like, This is what's interesting to me, and this is where I'm just like siding with the players who fight for any money that they can get when it comes to the NFL, because what is an NFL owner, what is an NFL head coach or his whole coaching staff expecting out of his players? They want you to take the field and play 100%, and if you don't play 100% or you play below average, you might get cut, you might get benched. Well, here they are. The season hasn't even started, and the Arizona Cardinals are clearly throwing in the towel on this season. So why do you expect me to play hard for you when you're not putting me in the best situation to play at my best? 
And the players aren't dumb. They can see what's going on. They're very well aware that the Arizona Cardinal franchise is looking to tank this season so they can get Caleb Williams in the draft. They're not even hiding it. Like, they didn't even wait until they got off to a bad start. They're like, hey, we're going to be shitty right from the get-go. Betting against Arizona all season, especially in teasers, because they're probably only going to win one or two games, maybe three, they're not going to be very good. They're not going to win many games. And they're clearly making that known by cutting Colt McCoy. Not saying that Colt McCoy is a pro bowler. He's most certainly not. But he was the guy that could win you some games because he's been in that system. And he has been your starting quarterback. And he's played well at times. You throw Joshua Dobbs in there? Or David Blau? I, I just... This is what I mean. And now you're asking all your players to, you know, rally together, play hard. And it's just like, for who? For what? All you people above me that write my checks, you're not trying to put the best product out there. You're not trying to put me with the best teammates out there. So... You know, I'm not saying that these guys need to go out there and dog it, but as a professional athlete, when your whole goal in life was probably to get to the NFL and now you're put in this sad sack organization, that's got to suck. How can it not, you know? Man, but hey, as a gambler, by all means, this is going to be a team where I'm telling you probably every single week I will have a in my three-team 10-point teaser in the NFL, it will be the team that's playing against the Arizona Cardinals. It's just, it has to be. They're not going to win many games. So, bet against bad teams. All right, though, let's get going with college football. Yes, we had week zero last week, but no good games. This is week one of college football, and we got a really good one tonight. We've got the Utah Utes. I know they're the Utes. I call them the Utes. The Utes at home against the Florida Gators tonight on ESPN. I believe it's an ESPN game. And, you know, if you're looking for an angle or a side, I think right now the line is five. But with Cam Rising looking to be out, doesn't look like he's going to play for Utah still recovering from, I believe, an ACL. I'm just not touching this game. I know that last year Utah went into Florida, should have won the game, threw an interception with less than a minute left on the goal line, and I believe they lost by two, and everybody had them favored winning that game. So, yes, they have revenge on their mind. And I think I, I think they win the game, but, I, again, I with Anthony Richardson gone from Florida – Breaking in a new quarterback, first game on the road. That stadium, Rice Eccles, is a loud-ass place when the Utes are playing well and for big games. So I expect it to be close. Doesn't mean like, oh, take the points. I'm just saying I expect it to be a close-knit game. But close-knit could mean, you know, Utah's up by three or four and then tack on a late touchdown and end up winning by double digits. But you know it was a closer game than that, but they cover. So we just kind of leave it at that. I'm not interested in that game. 
I am interested though, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in the first weekend of the season. I'm gonna do it. I already told you how I feel about Colorado and Deion Sanders coming in. <sighs> Call me crazy. Not that I think that they're gonna play for the national championship or even make the college football playoff or hell even make a New Year's Six game. But I think Matt Rule is a better college football coach than he ever was a pro coach, and I think this is where he excels because he's won everywhere he's gone in college. And maybe it is early. Maybe for game one, mm, not ready yet, uh, Nebraska. But I'm going to say they are. I'm going to say they stay within the six-and-a-half number tonight in Minnesota, if not win this game. Excuse me. Um, yeah, tonight. I was thinking that maybe it was Friday. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say they stay within the six-and-a-half of Minnesota, and they might even win. Because you got to remember, Minnesota is playing without – I mean, they've had – uh, who's their quarterback? Um, for the longest time, they had those guys. in Tanner Morgan and Muhammad Ibrahim have been in the backfield, it seemed like, for four years. And they're both gone. And they're breaking in a lot of new starters. Um, they're going to be better. I like the fact that Nebraska picked up Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. So he's played some big-time big, big college basketball. Last year, last year um, you know, the, Georgia Tech kind of – still evolving from that triple option that they used to run. You know, Jeff Sims has thrown for 4,400 yards and 30 touchdowns over the last three years he's played college football. So they get him as a transfer. I think that, I think this game is close. I think this is a field goal game either way. Probably sprinkle a little bit on the Nebraska money line just to see if they can maybe pull out a victory here. But I'll take the 6.5 uh, with Nebraska tonight. That's one game that I do like tonight. And there is a game that I actually like tomorrow which we'll get to momentarily. So there is a game I like uh, tomorrow night, and I'll talk about it again tomorrow. But again, if you listen to me long enough, you'll know that I am not a favorites better. I like betting underdogs because I know this sounds so simple, but when you're betting underdogs, you have a 66% chance to win if you're just taking the basic formula of there's three things that can cover in a game there's three ways to win in a game if you bet the favorite the favorite can win the game but you still lose your bet if you bet the favorite if they don't cover so an underdog you can lose the game and still win or the underdog can win the game outright or the favorite can cover those are the only three things that can happen when you're dealing with a spread i'm not talking about money line I'm just talking about a spread on a game louisville minus seven against georgia tech if you have Georgia Tech plus the points, they can win two ways, win it outright or lose the game and still cover. Louisville not only has to win the game, they have to win by a certain amount of points. So it's always, if you're like, if you have to force a play and you want to bet something, I would always usually lean towards just take an underdog. It's just, you know, I'm not saying that underdogs cover more than favorites, but it's, it's usually pretty even. I'm just saying on a toss-up game or whatever, on a game that you feel like you have to bet, just always take the points, you know. You're not always going to win. I'm just saying that's one thing to do because you have two ways you can win. And as uh, you're betting a favorite, you know, it's the worst. It's the worst when you bet a favorite and they win the game and they don't cover. <laughs> it's the worst. You want to punch yourself in the head or punch your TV or throw the remote at it. But I like Georgia Tech plus the seven tomorrow night. Um, I like the way Georgia Tech ended last season under um, the new head coach, Brent Key. Louisville's breaking in a new coach. 
I mean, granted, it is um, Jeff Brom. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Brian Brom. Jeff or Brian, I always forget. But he's coming back to Louisville, and he's bringing his quarterback with him from Purdue, Jack Plummer. Georgia Tech, who lost their quarterback to Nebraska that we had just talked about, Jeff Sims. So they bring in Haynes King from Texas A&M. He's decent. I'd say Jack Plummer is better. But this is game is played closer to Georgia Tech. It's being played in Atlanta. Neutral field game. I think this is another close one. I just don't see anybody blowing uh, the other one out. But we shall see. That's a game that I'm leaning towards if, uh, you, if you have to bet it. So we get to this weekend, and first game for everybody. Obviously, there's some first game jitters. But early on, I really like betting top-ranked teams even if they're laying a ton of points, those are the ones I'm going to put in my 10-point teaser. Not necessarily Michigan because they're laying 35 against East Carolina, but I, I can tell you right now, one of the teams that's going to be in my three-team 10-point college football teaser, remember, we're 1-0 after winning last week, is I'm putting Ohio State in there. Take that 30-and-a-half down to 20-and-a-half. They can beat Indiana in Indiana by three touchdowns. They should beat Indiana in Indiana by three touchdowns. Indiana has eight returning starters. I don't care if Ohio State's breaking in a new quarterback in Kyle McCord. Doesn't matter to me. They have the best, arguably the best running back and best receiver in all of college football in Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. And they might have the best duo of receivers with Emeka Ibuka as well. So I like that. I know I've been promoting Colorado. And I know I've been saying I want to tease them up to 30 and a half. While I will probably do that in my own personal betting, I don't know if they're going to be part of my one that I release on Friday, which you're keeping track of and keeping records of. I could tell you right now Ohio State's going to be in it. 30 and a half down to 20 and a half. I can also tell you right now the one game that I like, and this is my best bet this weekend. Not a big game on the board. You probably don't know much about either of these teams. I know it's a road favorite. I always get skittish about betting road favorites, but when it's a road favorite that puts up a shit ton of points against a bad team that's been perennially bad, I got to take them, and I'm going to take the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, minus 12 at USF. By the way, USF is one of the worst programs in college football or has been for the last three years. They're 4-29 and the last three years. They have not, they did not beat an FBS team last year. And they finished 130, ranked number 130 in the FBS, allowing 41 points a game. Now, you might see when you look at certain articles and read team breakdowns that they're returning 11 or they're returning nine players on their defense. Great. That, those nine players that they're returning on their defense gave up 41 points a game last year. So, are they going to be that much better? I, I don't know. They have a new coach, Alex Golish, who was the Tennessee offensive coordinator. Okay. The Hilltoppers are an offensive machine. I just know I just know what I'm getting with the Hilltoppers. They're going to put up minimum 28 to 31 points. I, can USF score two touchdowns? I, I don't know. I doubt it. Western Kentucky's won um, back-to-back nine-win seasons. 
They returned their starting quarterback, their leading rusher, and their number one receiver from an offense that averaged 36 points a game last year, and now they're playing a team that's 4-29 the last three years and didn't beat an FBS team all of last year. I just, I, I'm almost scared that this line is only 12. I, I guess it's just the factor of, okay, USF went out and got themselves a coach. And we've seen coaches come to places like smaller schools and turn them around. Are they going to turn them around in the first game against a very good offense that averaged 36 points a game last year? I don't know. But I love the Hilltoppers minus 12. I will put them also in my three-team 10-point teaser down to minus two. So basically they just have to win the game. They're not losing to UCF, okay? Period. End of story. Ohio State minus 20 and a half. Western Carolina. Sorry, Western Kentucky down to minus two. And then tomorrow I will fill in your third team because I don't know who it's going to be yet. There is a chance I might change my mind and say, you know what? Let's put Colorado in as that third team. I do want to put an underdog in there. I do want to tease an underdog up. There's a few that I'm looking at. There's a few that I like. Hell, I might I might put Georgia Tech in there. Tease them up to 17 because I just think that game's going to be close. Doesn't matter who wins. I don't think Louisville's going into Atlanta on a neutral field and beating Georgia Tech by 17. But that's just the way I feel right now. I'm looking at a couple other games that I really like, uh, some underdogs out of the MAC that I like. You know, I, I mean, I hope I choose the right one because I definitely think a few of them are, are covering uh, when you add the 10 points on. It's just a matter of am I going to choose the right one. But right now, two of your three, if you can do an open, if you can do an open three-team 10-point teaser wherever you put your bets in, do it. Put Ohio State in minus 20 and a half. Western Kentucky minus two right now, and I'll fill you in on the third one tomorrow. But that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Um, just deciding which game I like better, which game I like the best, and which number I want to tease up uh, as that third team because it probably will be an underdog because I really like a few of the underdogs. This, I mean, there's there's seven underdogs between six and nine points that I'm looking at this week. So it's like shit. I, you know, which ones do I focus on? I, I, I'm, you know, I, I, like I said, I like Nebraska tonight. I do like Georgia Tech tomorrow. Will Georgia Tech be in that, be that third team? I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well. Pass it along to your friends, especially if they're gamblers, especially if they enjoy putting a few bucks down on games. I have a lot of information I'm going to be giving you against the spread records, all that kind of stuff, information that I'm reading off of newsletters and websites. So keep it here. Uh, tell your friends about it if they're interested. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.